Hello, this is your favorite co-host, Jesus. This is part two of the Daniel Cuadras podcast. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I highly suggest that you pause and go back and listen to the first part. That way, everything makes sense and you listen to the full story of Daniel. Uh, it's a wonderful story he has to share. And if you're one of those people that doesn't care, then go right on ahead and listen to this part two. I hope you guys enjoy and Thanks again for listening, guys. Vive con huevos. Ladies and gentlemen, Comadre Pau's in the house. You can hear her pitta-pata, pitta-pata. <laughs> Everyone loves Comadre Pau. Anyways, guys, thank you. Uh, we're back. For, we're back. To, thank you for tuning in for today's it's podcast. True. Like always, always want to tell my followers or our followers, thank you for being here for so long. You've been listening to us. Actually, today was a pretty good conversation. I didn't think it was going to get that deep at first. You can get it deeper. Mm, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Balls deep. Wibbles deep. Everything. But um, yeah, like yeah. I said, I really Just do keep... like highlighting people within the community. Um, but I also want to bring light to um, to El Border Kid, which is your passion project, what I feel like you really like doing the most. Yeah. Kind of, you know, well, I did just say that it's what you like doing the most yeah. <laughs> is, is your podcast. But prior to the podcast, um, what I really want to get into a little bit deeper is before you started El Border Kid, I know... I'm just going to speed through this a little bit quick because I know we've been recording for like two and a half <laughs> hours now. Just keep on going, man. Is, I got, um, got like an hour. We can go for an hour. 30. Fuck yeah. It was um, before you started at Border Kid, you were kind of doubting yourself for like two years, right? Yeah. From what I remember. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of, kind of kind of what I went through too. It was like I was doubting myself for a little bit. A little bit. Um, actually, when you interviewed me, uh, the podcast was in the plans, but I hadn't fully actually pulled the trigger on it mm -hmm. but prior to this uh you suffered a an accident back in 2021 right yeah that was 2021 yeah man well that was definitely like the the moment where i was just like fuck dude i got three months of medical leave that's the time i think that's the perfect time to get the podcast going or like start it you know what happened so, in your accident so like before the accident, like those two years where I was just self-doubting myself of starting a podcast, it was just like a constant struggle of just like, oh, dude, like, should I do it? Should I not? You know, like those long minutes in the shower of just like <laughs> contemplating life. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck, dude, I should do it. I should do a podcast. But like, what should I do it about? And like, uh, I started listening to podcasts, like into deep listening to like full length podcasts um, was when I was working in the county. San Diego County, I was working in, uh, with health and human service specialists. So through like Medi-Cal, CalFresh and, and, uh, cash aid, which is just like all the help government help for yeah, like stamps and yeah, well, well, yeah, food stamps. Now it's called CalFresh and yeah, every, everything like that. Uh, and I would work all the way to La Mesa and I was in training for three months and bro, so it was like 40 minutes to cross the border through Sentry, sometimes an hour. And it was a time when, you know, the, the people from Honduras try to... Las caravanas. Yeah, las caravanas and try to cross. And so, like, a full week of, like, just, like, almost it was, two hours. It was craziness, yeah. Yeah, it was craziness. And also, like, crossing the border all the way to La Mesa, like, it's a lot of traffic. Yeah, especially at that time in the morning. Because that, exactly. that, those freeways, 8.05. And I would get at... I would, and I would get in at 9 in the morning. Um, so, I had to get there, like, 
I had to wake up like maybe like like five fifteen, get ready, Ouch. be in the border like about six. That's what I'm about. Oh, and then century. a full day of work. Yeah, and and then um, I mean, I, I I liked Joe Rogan before, but not really like dove into deep on his podcast. And when, when we were talking about the Blink One Eight Two, my brother was like one of the biggest fans, and my first dog is named Blinky because of Blink One Eight Two. Um, I saw like an ad or something with Tom DeLonge, uh podcast with Joe Rogan, and I'm like, oh, dude, like I I know a podcast. This is just like a conversation. Like, let's see what's up with this fool with Joe Rogan, and then I like started getting into the conversation and then i just hear fucking tom DeLong talking about ufos and aliens and shit and i'm like what the fuck dude like like this guy plays music but he's into like ufos like that's so bizarre but at the same time it's kind of cool that i'm listening to them talk and into regular conversation without like you know like being in tv or just kind of putting a front and i'm like this, this is fucking cool like and then i would hear joe rogan talk and just be you know himself and then i would be like dude like i, I can't i'm not gonna say i'm, I'm joe rogan but <laughs> i i think <laughs> i wish we, i think i think pretty similar like same thoughts same thought process as he as he like why shouldn't i do a podcast like why not why not me and that was for like two years like why not me but i was like i never like pulled the trigger because yeah one like i didn't i said the obvious reason i don't have time this like the, those, yeah everyone's there. always like, even when you're working out or like going to this place or your homie wants to like hang out and you're like oh, i don't have time but it's like we all have time we just got to know how to prioritize it organize it and then execute we, yeah we make time for what we want exactly and for those two years i was just like in constant like denial and just like just kind of leaving it to the side and then uh i i had a surgery on my meniscus i had a torn meniscus mm-hmm. was that from the accident no, this was from before. I was okay. just, I played like football rápido, which is like indoor soccer. And I was carrying a bunch of heavy equipment through these like film, uh, like film gigs. And I injured my knee. Mm-hmm. And then once I got that, that surgery, I, I was like, I'm going to make a, myself a goal. I'm going to run a half marathon. I'm going to train and everything. Cause my dad ran so many half marathons and full marathons, but I hated running. And then once I felt my knee was all right, I trained for that, finished the half marathon I was like, dude, well, we should run another one, like, you know, like, maybe in six months. This was, like, 2017, 2018, around there. Um, and I finished two two half marathons, and I was like, dude, like, I, I, I feel like I got this, and it's I enjoy running, you know? Like, I hate it, but I love it. Like You still run to this day, right? Yeah, 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 I'm training for a full marathon. Um, but anyways, like, these two first halves, half marathons, and then my homies, we started, like, making a little group that our main goal was to do a half Ironman and we ran a sprint sprint triathlon mm-hmm. in Mission Bay and we trained for like maybe like two months and this is a uh, it's 700 meters swimming mm-hmm. through the Mission Bay back and then getting out and then you do like I think it's like 12 miles in bike fuck and then do 5k running Jesus Christ and I did it. I remember I got in second place, like within the friends, my friends, not, no, not yeah, second place overall. No. Yeah, but still, that's that's a pretty big. But yeah, but within like a group of six friends, including my brother, I got in second place, like an hour and seventeen minutes. I was like, damn, dude, like, that's pretty good, bro. I mean, shit, I get winded going up my stairs. And then from there, <laughs> I just, I started getting obsessed with like working out or just like like feeling good, you know. And you reach that level where you're just like, you feel like kind of invincible, like not going to lie, because you, you're, you're eating good, like you're balancing it, you're training hard. And like, in my mind, I felt like I was like Thanos, you know, yeah, <laughs> like invincible. And um, yeah, dude, I, I, I trained for this half marathon that happened in 2021. I trained like right during the after the pandemic. Um, 
and I went to bachelor trip to Puerto Vallarta, like a bachelor party. And that was like a week that I didn't train. I came back the day before I was just like ready, you know, ready to run this, the San Diego half marathon. And this race, there is a big ass hill in Balboa Avenue close to the airport. And my brother told me about it the night before. He's like, dude, did you see the the hill? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's like almost like two mile hill. Damn. And I was like, yeah, dude, but I got it. You know, it's all good. I didn't even see the hill. <laughs> I just didn't <laughs> yeah. care. And um, he's like, yeah, dude, we'll be careful. Like, you know, because he was going to run it too. I was like, yeah, man, we got it all good. And that night, it was a Saturday night. I went out to my homie's girlfriend's party. And there was like some tacos there. And I had already ate my dinner, which was the pasta and salad, you know, just very balanced. Carb loading. Car- literally, <laughs> but a good way of carb loading. But I saw the tacos there with uh, pollo. Si se, si se yeah. Yeah. Once, like, you, once you smell the tacos, you're like, fuck. Hell yeah, dude. And I've been working <laughs> yeah. out a lot and burning a bunch of calories. You get hungry, like, oh, yeah, constantly. Constantly, yeah. And I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to eat two tacos and two tacos. Like, two carne asada and two pollo. Like, uh, chicken. And then uh, I ate them. felt good. Bro, fucking wake up at, like, five in the morning. Like, even before, like, maybe 4.30, dude, I had the runs, we, the diarrhea. <laughs> just like, water. exploded. I'm like, yeah. fuck. And then I'm like, I'm good, you know? I, I Once I finished in the bathroom, I made myself some coffee. <laughs> Dehydrated you even more. <laughs> made myself some coffee, and I was like, oh, I'm good, you know? Fuck, dude. Feel it again in my stomach. Go poop again. Mm-hmm. Get a Pedialyte. Chug it. Make my peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Go to run. My homie picks me up, Kike. He's like, dude, like... What's up? I'm like, dude, like, I'm ready, but I just took, like, three shits. Like, yeah, <laughs> diarrhea. And my homie's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> but he didn't say anything. He's like, fuck it, dude. Like, let's go. And in my mind, I wanted to have a PR, a personal record. Uh-huh. I wanted to break my record. It was, like, an hour and 43 minutes in the half marathon. I was like, dude, I want to do, like, an hour and 40. It's like that masculine, that, that masculine thing you want to. The, ma- the macho the superiority macho is feeling like I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. And during that, I mean, during that time, I, I felt like I could do anything, literally. <laughs> and um, my homie's like, what? What? Try-? Well, my homie that's the fittest of my whole group that has done many marathons, many half marathons. Like, what What time are you trying to get? I'm like, uh, maybe like 140. He's like, damn, dude, like that's, that's pretty fast. You know, coming from 143, like lowering it three minutes, that's a lot. I'm like, fuck it, dude, let's do it. And... I remember it was like seven in the morning that the race started and it was super, super, super hot, mm-hmm. like humid. Was the sun it summer? Was, it was July. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. It was July 18th. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So peak season. For yeah. San and Diego. it was supposed to be in March, but the pandemic, they moved it, yeah, it moved it yeah. to July and the sun was already out. Daylight savings, like if it was summer, summertime and like barely clouds. And I felt a little hot, but I was like, dude, I got this boom like the the gun like they they fire the gun start running maybe like the first 30 minutes i was at my homie's pace a little bit faster and he was just like looking at me like damn this fool's like running (laughs) fast you know and i was going like a maybe like a seven seven minutes 15 second mile runs oh shit like the first five miles and i had my heartbeat like heart rate monitor monitor, yeah that connected to my garmin the i have the the phoenix phoenix five series like yeah. you were ready or you were strapped yeah yeah i was strapped and i was looking at my watch mm-hmm. and it was like 175 beats oh shit beats per minute okay yeah and you know like that heartbeat uh 30 minutes in the run like it, it's pretty high like normally for a runner like for a half marathon you want your heartbeat to be between like 140 to 
like 170. Like that's the average kind of heartbeats per minute for like a regular runner. Like for like a elite, steady, like a like a steady pace. Exactly, you know, elite runners are like they're like 120 to 130 beats per minute, and they're running fucking fast because that's what they do, you know. But for like a regular, that was it, and I was at 180, and that was for like 45 minutes to 50 minutes. And right in the 50 minute mark, I started feeling very fatigued. But I was like, dude, I got this. Like getting some goo gels and some Gatorade and just splashing my face. Started feeling like a little, a little dizzy, you know, and um out of nowhere i just see this fucking hill and that's the hill that my brother was telling me about yeah. and i see it and it's like it's not like gr- it gets gradually higher and higher and steeper and steeper and right in the middle of it like i just keep running at the same dis like the same speed i was running when it was flat right when i reached the top like i already like super out of breath feeling dizzy i feel like my vision starts to get blurry and um it's like around 50th minute i see my my heartbeat and it was like 185 190 oh, and right when I start running, like, and when it gets flat, I feel like, oh, I'm going to be all right, you know? Like, everything's going to be good. Bro, I, like, do you know, do you ever see, like, your phone, like, your iPhone once you, like, lower the brightness? Yeah. And, like, it starts to get darker? Like, that's how I remember seeing, like, my vision. It just get blurry, and then it just, like, went dim and just, like, zoom. Wow. And I remember stepping left, or right and then left. And I remember the hit. I just, I just like hear a bunch of whispers, just pitch black. And then I see Michael Jackson, bro, coming out of this room. <laughs> Nake. No. no, I don't see shit for like, I don't see shit. And I just hear whispers here and here and like, like, shh, 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 shh. but I don't see nothing. It's just like pitch black. I don't know. Out of nowhere. I just like open my eyes, like still blurry. And I was already at the ER, Fuck. the emergency room. I just see a bunch of nurses looking at me. And I think my parents were there and they're like, hey, like, what's up? Like, do you know your name? And I was like, like they're talking in English. So I'm definitely not in Tijuana. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm like, Daniel Cuadras. And they're like, okay, good. And then they're like, do you know where you're at? And I was just like, I look around. <laughs> I don't I, see like no names. Nothing. Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I with God? No? Yeah. no, but they're like, do you know where you're at? I'm like, um, Chula Vista. And they're like, close. Like, you're in San Diego. Do you know what, do you remember what you were, you remember your last memory? And I was like, uh, I was running. And then the nurse was like, all right, that's definitely that's a good sign. sign. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. a good sign. And then he's like, all right, man. So this happened. Uh, you had a heat stroke. Um, your body temperature was 108 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, one more degree, your heart was going to be cooked and you were, you were going to die. Um, you had hepatitis B which is obviously not the std but it's the it's the one that i think your liver gets swollen up wow and once your liver gets swollen like it could just rupture or just it could just like fail and then your kidneys fail and then your heart fails so you had that and you had a a seizure and i was like what like, i was just all drugged out I'm like what like, just like kind of looking at them like what the is fuck? this real life yeah <laughs> it's just like charlie bit me like, yeah. talking, like, it's a lot to take in yeah random yeah. shit like, uh, and now it's just like still like um what's the word sedated and i was just like what like what happened like, and they're like yeah and then my homie starts showing up I'm like dude what the fuck dude like and then they were like dude you were eight hours unconscious oh oh fuck, fuck. eight hours eight hours bro my mom was so scared. He's like, dude, I'm like, she started crying. She's like, I'm so happy you could talk. And dude, my dad shows me a video of me going into the ER, like, like right after, like 
everything was settled, like I was sedated, my eyes were kind of rolled backwards and I couldn't make any like word whatsoever, like in my coming out of my mouth. And it was fucking eye opening. Like it was, it was sad. It was like, I saw the video and I didn't want to see it ever again. Cause obviously that wasn't me. It was just my body trying to fight off like this whatever you were going through. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, man, the, like once they told me all that eight hours, uh, my, one of my best homies that ran the half marathon too, comes up to me. He's like, dude, like motherfucker, like <laughs> fucking bitch. Like, what do you mean? Fucking bitch. It's like, dude, like, like I, I had you like on, like in my arms. Like I thought you were dead, bro. Like, I'm like, what do you mean, dude? And he's like, dude, like I literally like saw you fall. Like, cause this guy was like 30 seconds behind me and he was running and this guy just hits him with a, like a, like a, like an elbow shove. And he just tells me, dude, like, fuck, look at that fool. Like pointing me out. Like that fool's about to like faint. And my homie's like, well, dude, like good. Hopefully he's good. You know, he starts getting closer. Once I fall, like he's like, oh shit, dude, it's Danny. Wait, no mames. And he gets out of the race. It's for the finger, no? And finger, yeah, Carlos so Figueroa. Shout, shout out to, out to Carlos, my angel, man. Uh, last podcast, we had his uh, fiance actually on. Yeah, man. Isa. Um, shout out yeah, to the finger. finger, man. And and he just sees me. He's like, fuck, dude, Danny, you know? And like he starts like shaking me, like, what the fuck? And he sees my eyes rolling backwards, dude. Oh, and I was having the seizure right there in the moment. And the first thing he does, he sees from far away, like maybe half a block. He sees like a wait, like a waiter, like getting ready some tables because it was like 830 in the morning. And he just yells at him. He's like, hey, f- hey, bro, like just get a fucking big ass bucket full of ice and water. Just we need it ASAP. And he just looked at him, didn't even think about it, grabbed the bucket. They fucking splashed my face with ice and water and finger thought I was just like drowning because it was so much water. But it was just like because he felt that I was super hot. Mm hmm. And then once that water fell into my body, I was still like with my eyes backwards. And then he grabs the goo, the goo gel, which is like the electrolytes and sugar and stuff and puts like a little thing on finger, like a toothpaste. And he opens my mouth and it puts it like on my gums, you know, to like gum it like fucking cocaine yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah. like to, you, yeah. like to see yeah. if there's a if reaction. React, yeah. yeah, exactly. So then he was just like no reaction. And he called like someone calls 911 immediately. Um, He's still with me, and then this random lady shows up out of nowhere and sits right next to Finger, Carlos, and and Carlos is like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, the ambulance is on his way. Like, I got him. And the the lady is like, no, like, I'm going to be with this person until the ambulance comes. Like, can I be with him? And Carlos is like, oh, sure. This lady grabs on my hand and just, like, plays it on her palm and just, like, stays with me the whole time. The fucking ambulance shows up. I think it was like, I think Carlos told me it was like five minutes. Like it was super quick because the Mercy Hospital in Balboa is super right close there, to yeah. the race, which like for some magical reason, like very blessed that it was that like super short. The ambulance shows up. The guys like come out of the ambulance. They rip my shirt off like into like into yeah, the half. And just, yeah. yeah. And then they start pumping my, my chest and they hit my chest like super hard. So like my heart could like get a beat. Cause it was like super down. It was like not react reacting to anything. Um, and then I asked Finger like, did did I get the little little the, little the, the EK? <laughs> He's yeah. like, no, no, not that that didn't happen. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was just like joking around, like, fuck, did that happen? He's like, nah. But they hit your chest, and then once they hit your chest, they put you on the on the bed, and then they put you in the ambulance. The crazy like a, another funny thing that happened. Well, my other homie that doesn't run half marathons. He was waiting for us in the finish line 
with finger sister and you know there's a track app or an app track like with a with your your bib number and you can see when they're, where they're running and they're they're tracked dude so they see me stop and then out of nowhere they see me going backwards like the other way around but super fast and they're like what the fuck this guy's running <laughs> super quick 50 what miles an hour what the fuck it was me in the ambulance like yeah. moving back to the hospital <laughs> Shit. so my friend was like what the fuck is going on and then that's where carlos like goes on the group chat and he's like dude danny just fucking fainted like he's going to the hospital and everyone thought that carlos was joking because he's a big jokester like i am and he's like uh-huh. like shut the fuck up dude like you guys are done like it was it was a good run it was a good race and he's like no dude like yeah, he, for real he, yeah i think like he literally i think he's about to die like dude i'm I, we're heading to the hospital dude right when the ambulance leaves my brother was running the race too and my uh finger grabs my brother with the shoulders he's like dude like this happened and then he sees the ambulance is like what happened it's like your brother's in the ambulance my brother doesn't like he's obviously fatigued from the run and he's just like a lot of emotions and then he's they tell him that my brother or that me i'm in the ambulance like he gets super panicked he's like starts yelling Dale! and then fingers like dude like calm down i don't want you to have a heart yeah, attack another, yeah. like, like calm down bro and then uh one's enough and then that story he tells me that uh. and he's like dude like I mean, it was definitely very like eye opening me for me because you know I I was I held you in my hand. I thought you were gonna pass away, so that that was definitely a big trauma, traumatic event for me. And I was like, dude, well, just grab him by the shoulder just to give him a big hug. And I was like, dude, thank you so much, man. He's like, dude, yeah, no problem. But he told me about that girl, that lady, and I'm like, did you get a message from her? Like, oh no, but but I think your brother did because she actually saw my bib number daniel cuadras but i have it on private on instagram so she goes i think she put cuadras and rafa my brother has it on public and she sends him a message he's like hey i am the lady that held your brother's hand uh, i just want to see if he's all right and my brother i think he was going to go to new york that that day after the race and he was on the plane because he got on the plane once he saw that i was all right yeah. that i came back to conscience and everything my brother's like yeah her instagram is this so i think the a day later once i kind of came back to my senses i just opened my instagram and my whatsapp and i kid you not i had like 200 messages damn and i felt like fucking bad bunny that (laughs) feels like every hour of the day and i was just like damn dude like a lot of people like care for you care for yeah care for me in that sense so um that was very eye-opening as well too you know because I don't know if you guys ever thought of, you know, like sometimes when you go into a dark place when you're maybe depressed or just like going through a bunch of shit, you're like, dude, what if I just like die? Like who would come to my funeral, you know, or who would who would be there for me? Like that's how I felt when I came back to life. Like, oh shit, like there's people that definitely care and people just sending me messages of encouragement and seeing what's up with me. Like that definitely felt like very beautiful, you know, it was a, it was a good feeling um and then once i i got the instagram from this lady um i just go into her instagram and seeing like you know just like a guy you know <laughs> checking checking a girl out to see you know who who this his girl is and i see a uh gee a family of like two kids um very progressive family lesbian now just like wow like this and and um i send a message through through instagram and just like a full like essay you know thanking her how she was my second angel and 
and i was just like dude it's prices what you did you know i owe you so much like hopefully i see you when i get out of the hospital um like you were definitely like your vibe your presence it definitely like as much as there's medicine here in the hospital but you being right next to me i feel like that definitely helped you know yeah somewhere or another and how you're mentioning like how we're a community we're tribal like we tend to be we like to be together like i feel like that definitely worked and i was just like i like words can't describe and i'm hearing tears writing for like writing this dude guess what she answered bro she answered the thing is here um danny like i i wanted to help you and be with you because 11 years ago my sister passed away from a heart attack and um before the race well me and my sister we had a favorite number which was 23 and right before the race she sends me a picture of like a wall where there was like a 23 right when she was gonna start the race and she was like yeah and when i was running um i was thinking of my sister and thinking of her suffering from a heart attack i saw you on the floor or on the ground and it was my duty that race not to finish it but to help you out to hopefully you for you to survive so I feel like that was my duty and that's why I left the race to be with you. Wow. Have you, have you talked to her since? Uh, I talked to her, I want to say like two, like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And she just asked like how I was doing, like a little checkup. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing good. And she's like, Oh, it's good to hear. Do you guys still follow each other mm -hmm. on, on socials? Yeah. 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 But I feel like, I mean, I always tell her like, I, I, I want to see you somewhere, you know, to yeah. give you things or somewhere or another, like, thank you for she's like don't worry about it like don't do it like it's okay and i was like no like she did she from kept, the goodness of her own yeah heart, she keeps yeah. insisting like no like I, like it's okay but i was just like damn bro like it's it just crazy how as human beings like we can be we can connect in that sense when it comes to life and death and me coming back and in other words like being reborn because that's how i saw it um tend to open my eyes way more of just like being present in the moment and just like not not being like very macho and feeling like you can take over the world did, did i give you like a like kind of what you're saying uh different appreciation for life a hundred dude like everything i do nowadays i just try to live in the moment because dude like fuck you knocking on wood like you never know you never know when you're gonna you when you're gonna go you know when you're gonna pass away so that moment it's like fuck dude i, I couldn't die like easily one more degree of no, my crazy. body temperature yeah. like i would have been just gone complete just shock yeah and by some yeah. superior power and just the the power of like human beings gathering and helping me out and just being at the right place at the right time like mm -hmm. like i'm here you know telling that story so then i was in the hospital from I want to say Sunday to Thursday. So it was four days of getting just a bunch of vitamins, potassium. Um, dude, my piss was like dark for like the first three days because my, my, dude, you my were liver. A lot of talk yeah, my liver wasn't filtering anything. It was just going wow. through like everything I was drinking. Like it was just went through and not filtering anything. Because normally like when you're hydrated, like yeah. it's the more clear the your, your piss is, the more hydrated you are. Right. And for me, like the first two days, I, I, I couldn't stand up and I would take pisses in like a jug and I would take out the jug and it was like, like 
apple juice like darker than apple juice like wow. pinche tamarindo dude. <laughs> i was like and the ladies were just like oh and like it's it's getting clear <laughs> but i'm like oh dude like two days like and then um it's frustrating it's super frustrating and, and it was the first time ever i was at a hospital like in a bed i mean I, I could move and all but i was just like sitting there and then i wanted to eat and for as much as want, i wanted to eat like the third day do i i ordered like a tuna sandwich because i was hungry Dude, right when I take like the <laughs> second bite, I just like, I just throw it up, and, like on the floor, and I'm just like, fuck, dude. And then the lady, the nurse, like, no, it's it's all the medicine that you're taking in through the, the IV. So yeah, your your body is not really accustomed to digest yeah. stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then like, dude, like even the nurses showering me like like on the bed. It was just like, it felt it felt crazy because I never never had done that before. And they were super helpful. Shout out to all those nurses that helped me out through through this whole journey. Because it was four days of me just kind of not doing anything but just sitting there. And then well, obviously. You were, you were recuperating. Exactly. And all the people that were like uh, visiting me, like my family, my friends, even my coworkers from, from the Achievement Center came in and talked to me. Um, I, I'm never going to forget, you know. And just like those four days were just like like recapping what, what I did, you know. And after that i was just like dude i gotta listen to my body you know and just like i can't really be doing <laughs> that kind of shit like on the daily because that's not it's not right you know i gotta listen to my body like if i have diet like even the doctor said <laughs> and other friends that are athletes are like dude if if you have diarrhea like just sorry bro but you yeah. can't you can't run a half marathon like that's not in the book man like and even it like even if they're paying you millions of dollars and you putting your life like into like a very risky situation, like I would get it, but bro, you're just doing this as a hobby. Like pace yourself, understand that you're just doing it for fun. Like be careful, man. And I'll be like, fuck dude, Okay. And, um, they told me that I was going to be on a medical leave and this medical leave, they suspended my license for three months. Oh, fuck. My driver's license so well, yeah, cause you could faint like at any time basically no for this because of the seizure yeah because of the seizure like dude i gotta suspend your license for three months i know uh, that you don't have a background in like epilepsy or anything but it's, it's just a yeah yeah this is just like just, a procedure like a just in case yeah yeah for the for insurance and all that <laughs> and so they suspend my license i'm like bro bro like i i live in tijuana i have to cross to san diego your livelihood depends on it exactly and so like no we'll, we'll put you on medical leave and i was like okay it's like well we'll put you on medical leave for a week i'm like well no well three months you know i can't go to work well i mean i can't take the trolley because that's a lot of tension and they put me like a it's a marcapasos mm -hmm. it's just like a pacemaker huh? kind of like a pacemaker yeah but it's just like to measure my heartbeat and see that everything's going good with my heart and just like my body like the rhythm of your heart like yeah and i had a phone with me all the time yeah carrying with me like a smartphone and um so yeah, dude, I was like three months in my house just sitting there. I couldn't exercise. I could walk around. I could do some yoga and I would walk like one one kilometer or two kilometers um, just on the street. Like a, I felt like an old guy, you know, because I couldn't <laughs> run. And like, I remember like some of my homies that would walk with me and just like kind of be with me. And yeah, dude, well, those three months I didn't drink alcohol because my liver was still recovering because i had like i damaged like 20 percent of it and it was recovering 
and every like two weeks i had to do blood tests to make sure like the liver was getting better and better um so yeah no alcohol for three months so that's a lot of money yeah saving from alcohol <laughs> no driving so that was a lot of money and gas and well yeah not going out for to restaurants for three months yeah. so that if you think about it like that money well everything i was just like dude i think this is it where i should like start the podcast because it gave me three months of just brainstorming coming up with ideas going on youtube following the podcasters i listen and seeing what they they bought for equipment and i i didn't tell you but uh i graduated from film so and in high school too i used to edit and just record and stuff like that so i kind of had like a glimpse of like yeah, what yeah. you need how it goes when equipment with sound and stuff like that so yeah i just made a list and i remember like october beginning of october of those three months in october i call fernie Fernie Nunez and I'm like dude I have an idea and he's like what's up I'm like well since you're a graphic designer like I have an idea of starting a podcast I want you to do the logo and I want you to do like the whole theme of it and he's like well what's the idea and I'm like well honestly well I'm a, I'm a border kid I cross the border like Monday through Friday I just want to talk to people that are that I find interesting interesting and I want to share stories just like you know, giving out to the community, helping people raise their voice and just like being humble about it. Like, no, not waiting for an exchange of money or like favors. I just, I just want to talk to people. And he's like, dude, that, that sounds like a sick idea. Like what's the, what's the, what's the, the name? And at first I was like a border millennial because I follow like a, a meme guy, Grinch millennial. <laughs> Shout out to uh, You interviewed him or no? Yeah. And, and that fool, like it was, it was cool, you know, millennial, but at the same time, like it sounds like cliche. Like fuck it, dude. Like border kid, like that sounds cool. It sounds, yeah, it's got a good sense, el border kid, because it's like Spanish and English, and that's what kind of resonates with me. Fuck it, dude. And then Fernie, we met like three times in like two months. We came up with the final outcome, and I was like, bro, well, I don't have any guests right now, and this is when when I was coming back to work, and in December. uh I think it was like December 13 or 14 that we did the the first episode. And it was just in my house like we're doing right now. Uh, with no cameras, just mic. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was December 18th when I released the first episode. That's crazy. Um, within that time frame, those, those few months that you were, you know, not really doing anything, you were in between like, you know, when you were on leave. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, like fuck this? Like, or like how how was your mental state at that point? You know, like fuck this. Like I'm out of this life. Or? Yeah, or like like how was your mental how was your mental status at that point? Like it was like I'm giving up on life. Like were you down on yourself or how did you stay motivated? Nah, I was I was very bored, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it was shitty, yeah. dude. I, I I watched so much so much Netflix, so many TV shows. I think I watched Community the whole, like, all the seasons. You know, Community? Yeah, and it's, I feel like it was a conjunction, too, with COVID, too, because it just happened the year before. Right? Yeah. And Community, like, crazy watching Community, finding Community, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, I was in, it was somewhere or another, um, like, it connected to that. But I, I, I watched a bunch of TV shows, um, did a lot of breathing exercises, meditated a lot, because actually one of the guys we're talking about the longest podcast i did was with with um marcos lujan marco lujan is a guy that was a goalie for cholos 
and he suffered a um a heat stroke, a heat stroke right I, I remember that but, podcast but he was out unconscious for i think it was 22 days Holy wow shit. and he was in the hospital for eight months fuck he had a he had a transplant liver transplant he had to learn how to walk he had to learn how to talk he had to learn how to eat and he had to learn how to pee and poo again bro he was basically reborn again he was literally reborn and i would he came to my house and talked talked about his story you know trying to empathize with me but i'm like bro like you are one of the biggest miracles i've heard like i'm like a teeny timer he's like it doesn't matter dude and he looked straight into my he, he looked straight into my eyes like we're here we came back for a reason bro and that reason we don't know it, but a hey, try to do as best as possible. I'm here for you. Anytime you're feeling lost or feel that like you have no one to talk to, give me a call, man. And that was one of like one of the biggest like pushes that like got me out of that like like loopy feeling of just like when I'm gonna get out of it, you know? Because I was I'm an active guy. I love to run. I love to do exercise. And imagine three buttons just like I'm right now we're shit. just sitting like not doing shit, just standing yeah. up to take a piss, eat walk like a kilometer and come back like yeah man it was it was definitely eye-opening yeah which is not to take the spotlight away from you right now but Uh it's like that's kind of what happened with you know when my surgery and losing my business at the same time it's like i lost my business i closed and the night that i was closing the following morning at five in the morning was when i had my surgery my gastric bypass and then after the gastric bypass um like a lot of you know i went back to work with my dad after which is cleaning carpets which is a very physical job yeah so i couldn't do anything for a long period of time because you know any physical activity that you do to that extent blue collar yeah you're using a lot of your 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 you're using a lot of your, your obviously yourself a lot of, yeah a lot yeah, of yourself training yeah mentally and, and physically like, yeah sometimes i'm huh. car- i'm carrying machines that are like you know 80 90 pounds up a flight of stairs i can't use my abdomen that's where my fucking surgery was so yeah, i couldn't yeah, yeah. i couldn't go to work for with my dad for like a solid eight nine months damn that's you know so i lost my business i got the I, I got the gastric bypass and you know it goes back down to what i was talking to pat on on episode one was like i feel like i i lost myself i didn't know what yeah. i was doing and that's where I fell into that depression because it was like I, I like I just said, I lost myself. I did, I, I didn't have a purpose. I, you know, I went from a life that it was go, 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 go every fucking day to not doing shit, and then now it's like, mm, now haciendo. what? Yeah, yeah, now what? Exactly. You just said it. You know, now what? And I fell down this horrible hole, deep dark hole, and I was like, why the fuck am I living? Yeah. You know, I can't work. Um. I'm on unemployment. I can't do shit at home because of my surgery. I can't go to, you know, back to work with my dad. I don't have anything else. And this is a background. I can't work as a nurse because, you know, that that was what I went to school for. Because um, obviously that, I've, you know, you know, it's a lot of physical work as a nurse, too. And like a lot of my self-worth went down the drain. Yeah. And that's where I went down the hole where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? What, like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. You know, and, and it's really hard to stay positive during that time. And, yeah. you know, luckily you had a lot of positive people within your life. And I did too, but a lot of it was I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because it goes back to the whole stigma of being 
Latino and, 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 and having to be strong and, yeah, and I heard that episode. You know, yeah. And, and it was like, I need to be strong for the people who are around me. And right. like, I didn't want to communicate it. And, yeah. and you know, that's, that's probably where I went wrong. And that's why I'm very avid about like communication now because it all comes down to that. And like at that point, you know, it was just, I was, I was just a very horrible place. Cause I felt like I had no worth. Yeah. And as a man coming from a very machista household, your worth is what you can put on the table. Right. And I wasn't putting shit on the table. I wasn't doing shit. I wasn't working. You know, luckily I had unemployment, but at the same time, it was like, to me, unemployment was like, you ain't doing shit with your life, bro. Yeah. You know, that that's the way I, I looked at it. I feel it. And that's when I started going down that hole where I was like, I ain't worth shit. Yeah. You know, and that's where... I really went down that, that, that rabbit hole of depression and like, it, it sucks to go through that, you know? Yeah. It really does suck to go through that. And, you know, I mean, not trying to take away from you or like, I'm really glad you got out of that Yeah. Man. and you were able to stay positive. Cause honestly, bro, you, I mean, you took a whole different route than I did. I didn't stay positive at all. You know, during that route, you, you know, you're like, okay, this is what I like to do. And you like started figuring out the whole podcast thing. And maybe you were going through like self-doubt and stuff like that, imposter syndrome and everything. But you were trying to figure it out versus yeah. me. I wasn't, you know? Yeah. And and and, and adding to, to what you're mentioning, like, I think it was your your niece that My sent niece. you a, a FaceTime, yeah. right? That, that yeah. kind of yeah. like would probably say that that saved your life at the moment it really did you know i mean uh, i know i i really don't really talk about it that much because sometimes i really do get really sentimental about it yeah but if it wasn't for that moment you know i mean i i love my nieces and at the time my oldest niece was the one that you was able to like facetime me and call me and stuff like that but if it wasn't for that moment bro i, I wouldn't be here right now you know um and what i i wanted to mention or just add is like well your niece wanted to communicate with you at the moment yeah and now what you are doing with this podcast is like you're trying to communicate with people that um identify or just like feel what you're feeling and what i do too with the podcast like i like communicating stuff yeah. where there was one point in my my life where maybe like in middle school i didn't i tend to like put shove things down you know when i was going through bullying and just like fuck dude i didn't know like my sense of belonging where i was at but like sooner or later like you start to build that confidence and build that relationship with people and just like communicating opening stuff mm -hmm. to feel like oh shit like yeah unfortunately sometimes like our latino culture like it tends to shut things down because you're a man and just like you got to roll with it and just like don't cry and be 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 the the stronger one but like as time goes by you're like dude like no man that's that's just like a a vicious cycle that people tend not to break because they think about like what would other people think yeah. but at the at the end of the day like if you communicate it's just like it's a cry for help but at the same time it's it helps more people than actually damaging people yeah. so like doing these kind of of creative projects like helps a lot too when oneself you know because it's very therapeutic because like us talking and just like you know getting to know each other and getting to a deeper level of stuff like some some people that are going to be listening to this or watching this they might going through some dark yeah, stuff you, you you never know who you're helping and i've i've gotten that message throughout the whole time that i've had with Vicon huevos 
um, when I was started posting like motivational quotes and it became the clothing brand and all the and all the podcast, you know, I I have gotten those messages. It was like, dude, like your 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 reel really helped me through this moment, yeah. or your podcast, what you said here, really helped me through this, and you know, now it's a lot more eye opening. It's like, yo, I am reaching a lot of a lot of people that like I didn't think I was gonna reach. Yeah, you know, and and it's I. I, I you know, I personally, I don't know how you feel, Jesus, but I really do feel like I like being that beacon of light of knowing that people know that it's okay. You know, and, and it's like, yeah, we're all going through it. You know, and <laughs> I always say this, I hate repeating myself all the damn time, but it's like, yo, you're okay. You're okay. It's only a dark moment. And I, you know, it's probably one of my favorite quotes in life. It's like, and I think I've said this in various podcasts, it's like, it's not a bad life, just a bad moment, you know, but, you know, this is what these platforms are for, mm -hmm. you know, Vive Con Huevos, El Border Kid and stuff like that. It's like, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, man. You're going to fucking make it through it, you know, but, you know, your darkest moments is what makes you the brightest person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was running today uh, doing some interval workouts at the, in El Crea, which mm. is like one of the racetracks in Tijuana. And there was like a guy like training another guy and they're just getting super motivated. And the other guy like looks at him and he says, uh, he says, el dolor es temporal, pero la gloria es para siempre. Yeah. But he yells at it. It's like, <laughs> like, like pain is temporary, but glory is forever. And like, I was like, dude, that's so fucking corny. But then I <laughs> kept on running and I was in pain too. But I'm like, he definitely has a good point, man. Like, like as, as corny as it sounds like, dude, pain, pain is definitely temporary and just like, it will go away sooner or later, but just be like, like bear with it. And then your glory or your win will come, you know, just be patient, be have perseverance. Sometimes it's going to hurt a lot. Sometimes it's going to hurt just a little, but Hey, just got to keep on moving, man. Like, and even the smallest victory is still glorious. Exactly. You man. know, even if it's a small milestone that you hit in your life, it's, you know, for some people it may be insignificant, but for you, if it's a big deal, then it's, then I'm glad that it's a big deal for you. Yeah. And you should have those those moments in your life where you feel victorious and glorious, and that you're you're doing something with your life. You know, it shouldn't always be that you know you're hitting six figures in your work or yeah. you're doing you know you're pushing hella numbers on your fucking socials. It should be those small moments that really count that make it a big deal. Yeah, man. And and to me that. I always got cut up and I don't know how you feel with, with, with your podcast is like, I always, um, going back to what I was saying is about comparing myself is like, I never celebrated the small victories, mm -hmm. you know, when I hit a hundred followers, when yeah. I hit 200 followers, when I got the first DMS of people that I didn't know, the first people that bought the merch that I didn't know, yeah. you know, outside of my small, you know, circle and community and my friends, yeah. I never celebrated that. Cause to me, I always wanted the bigger picture. I always wanted something else and I always want more and more and more and more, but it's that that's not what life is about. Yep. You know, it's celebrate your small victories. So all about your small victories, and I, I, I stick to that very dearly. Yeah, man. And to be completely honest with you, and you know, being completely grateful to be on your platform, on your podcast, uh, I'm gonna mention something, and I mentioned in uh, 
previous episode of Borkid with, with Tano. I don't know yeah. if you heard the whole thing. I haven't heard it, the whole thing yet, but I, I started it today, did, actually. Did you hear that? I, I shouted you out a yeah. little bit. Yeah, thank you. Like, I'm, I'm going to repeat that again, man. Like, I, I've listened to so many podcasts, and the podcast, like, I listen to the most. This guy, super smart guy, uh, Adrian Marcelo. He's from Monterrey. Like, he, he mentioned something about, like, like, don't focus, like, as the audience as a whole because you're going to overwhelm yourself like on how to please everybody a thousand people or ten thousand or a million but just target that one person that has listened to you all throughout your episodes and listen to that one person because that's the one that will be there you know forever because like he supports that authentic project that you're doing yeah and focus on that person just focus on one one person at at the time and then from there move on and continue and if that person gives you constructive criticism that might you might hear and you might hate don't worry about it. just listen to it and advance from that but like that's that's what you are for my project which is you are the first fan outside of my community and every time you tell me hey that, that was a good podcast or this one was you know this happened but i mean the next one I'm going to listen to more or just like little things that get a little remarks here and there. Yeah. And that's my, like, honestly, that's my main motivation. Like if you're still listening to me, yeah. like I'm going to keep on going. And sometimes it does hit me. Like, I'm like, Oh, this, this podcast only had like 80 listens or 80 plays. And this podcast had 20, but at the same time, like, dude, if Mario's still listening to this and he's still liking and, and commenting, like, I'm going to keep on going, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and and it's something that, like, I think I hit in the first podcast with, with Pat is that I used to get so caught up with numbers, you know, whether it was 15 people liking my post or 20 people listening uh, to, to, my, to our podcast or our reels and stuff like that. But then when you really put that into perspective, like, he said it, you know, he said it fill this room up with 20 people that's a shit ton of people that, too. that is a shit ton of people you know sometimes maybe for you you get caught up in the numbers because yeah like i said you want to run to the light you don't want to be in the darkness yeah man. but those 20 people is what it's, it's what's keeping you going mm -hmm. you know and you know for me when i had vitality bulls i was always so caught up in the mindset that why aren't my friends reposting me why aren't they not commenting why are they not answering my polls <laughs> and i had to get out of that mindset and then until i was out of that mindset that means mis amigos my friends they don't they don't owe me shit yeah and i had to get myself out of that mindset of like they don't need to respond yeah. They don't need to do this, that, and the other. I mean, I did post something today. I was like, fuck you for now. <laughs> Responding to the poll, go back yeah, and, yeah. and do it. But I just do that because engagement. For the funs of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't let that get to me anymore because I had to let go of that when I had Vitality Bulls. Right. That I don't, I don't need to post things. I, I don't know. I, my friends don't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. What I owe my public is to give them content for them to repost. Yeah. You know, and that was something that I really needed to suck myself out of is that my friends don't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. It's like I owe them something. Yeah. Yeah. I owe my public something. And at the same time, the your biggest fans are always going to be the people outside of your circle. Yeah. Why? 
because your friends are always going to be there. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether they repost you, regardless if they comment, regardless of anything. I always know that the people that fuck with me the most are always going to be my big are my my best friends. Yeah. But the people that who I owe things to are the people that I don't know. And those are my fans. Yeah. You know, I feel like as as a friend group, you kind of feel obligated to like you know, support your homies. Yeah. At least that's the way I am. Yeah, yeah. But my content is for the people that I don't know. And that's that's my that's my go to. That's my goal every single week. Yeah. You know, that's why sometimes I get frustrated with myself if I don't have my notes ready, if I don't have the content ready. Um because at this because it's it's not only the I'm not I'm not putting this podcast out for the people that I know. I'm putting this podcast out for the people that don't know me. Yeah. That don't know Danny Quadras, that don't know a border kid, that don't know Jesus. And if you know Jesus, what if you don't know that he streams? You know, that's what I owe this to before. Yeah. You know, and I had to really psych myself out of that. And that was that was my biggest obstacle is putting out content for the people that don't know me. You yeah, know? man. No, totally. It's it's definitely um, mm, a very unique creative project, like having a podcast, like because literally anyone can do it, anyone, yeah. which is crazy. Like I feel like sooner or later, like people are gonna be like us in houses. Everyone's gonna have a podcast, and just depending on what you want to listen to. Um, but like it's it's a really helpful tool, you know, just like to open up and just have real conversations with people yeah with no filters because like when once you have a filter you start building a character and people start noticing like your flaws and start noticing oh this person's not real you know yeah which is why i really applaud you i think i think we talked about this prior to starting the podcast yeah your following is all organic yeah you know you've gotten to your 1000 followers organically you yeah. don't have sponsors you don't have you know i i use anchor as as my yeah, as my here. distributor yeah, yeah and you know using anchor once you get to certain clicks you can start monetizing uh -huh. you know but i don't want to do that yet because like i really i truly just want to be organic with yeah. the people that are following us vive con huevos and talk and talks and comadre pal because they really fuck with us exactly you know i, I don't want to drive our content into people's throats yeah that's not my goal um and you know i mean just like i said it's just it it, it was really hard for me to come up with that like yeah. mindset that like my nobody owes me anything i owe people stuff and and obviously like your fans will start to notice like if it becomes less and less organic because you yeah. you start focusing more on the money and just like growing as a brand and not really caring about your fans anymore yeah and people tend they're gonna tend to like look the other way and just start to follow someone else because like oh like like oh he's a sellout or this happened and it's just like well i mean if it comes to a point where you start you're like hey like it's a brand that i support mm -hmm. or a brand that i follow manscape yeah. <laughs> like, like i i would honestly like if if they send me send you a message you would of course say yeah of course like because you you buy that product you believe in it like when it comes to i don't know like garmin like if something happens like do garmin wants to fuck yeah dude i'll accept some money or as long as i say a little commercial okay like hey can i make it my way you know of making like this commercial yeah of course make it yours like we're not trying to put a script on you, but do of course I'll do it. But like when it comes to like being genuine and being authentic, like I just want to have the realest people following me because that's where the magic's at compared to having, 
you know, followers from like Russia and India that yeah. just have one follower, zero followers and people spend like, I don't know, thousands of dollars. And, and, and you do a pretty good job at that. Cause you've had, you've had people who have like a hundred followers to like 39, 40 followers, you know, uh, actually, you know, shout out to no soy Mikey. Oh, uh, little yeah, little Mikey, yeah, the, yeah. the TikToker and gamer. Yeah, actually, yeah. he followed us today. So shout out to him. Hell yeah, you know, and you know when he followed us, I was like, oh shit, I remember him from from El Border Kid. You know, yeah, 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 uh, and stuff like that. And and like you know, eventually, like I do want to get up to those people and like yeah. and stuff like that. You know, networking and stuff yeah, like that. Me... But I, but I've also like reached out to like podcasters that I know of. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go on. We'll schedule something. And it's like yeah. and like I don't want to throw any shade. I'm not gonna say any names, but I've reached out to far to podcasters from you know from from la and stuff like yeah. that well they'll be like oh yeah well we're gonna be in san diego this weekend and then they're here and they're posting hella fucking stories and maybe it's a podcast that i've been fucking with for like the longest fucking time yeah and then next thing you know they're in san diego and they don't fucking hit me up you know <laughs> i don't take that personally yeah. it's like whatever bro it's like but that's that's how i know like kind of like what you said it's like they're selling out because exactly. now the only people that they're interviewing is the people that they know is going to bring them those views. Exactly. Give you, give you that leverage to like skyrocket. Exactly. And like, you know, and, and that's a, that's a dangerous game too. You know, once you reach that, those milestones, like I've heard it from like many like influencers or, um, comedians or artists or actors, like you start to like realize like, like, are these people actually your friends or just people that want to clinch into you or like, like to use you be like a leech to yeah. just to use you. So you think they can use it, use you as a pedestal and then jump into the other, other milestone or are they actually there for you? You know? And I mean, <laughs> we're not in, in those conversations yet, but yeah. Hey, something could happen, you know, in the next five years, next 10 years, who knows if we continue on making these kind of podcasts and grow, but like that it's a dangerous game as well you know when it comes to being like in in social media you know yeah and it's hard and and you kind of have to filter out going back to what we were saying is that it's okay to say no to certain people yeah but you also kind of get a feel for certain people where they're at and mm -hmm. like if they're only reaching out for you for certain things you yeah. know uh right now like i'm trying to reach out to as many people as 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 i can yeah uh the stage that i that we are right now with the podcast and there are certain podcasts that actually fuck with us super heavy like yeah. you know i mean i'm gonna shout them out because they actually do reach out to us a lot is shout out to ie and friends yeah um shout out to um off topic podcast that you know we've been trying back and forth trying to set dates together yeah trying to come on each other's podcast is off topic is the one with the little monkeys cartoon on it or yeah yeah, the yeah, monkey, yeah. yeah i've seen some of the little clips. yeah they're, they're pretty <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. it's like it's like that that kind of example shows you like how passionate they are about their project. Exactly. And, and they're, they're just, being authentic. They're just recording like I think like like in a room, right? And they're I, just I think like, it's in one of their houses. Oh, they have houses? Plural? Oh, in one of their houses. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn. They're, they're, <laughs> I was like, fuck. They got that much money. Shout out like, to you. Hey, hit me yeah. up with that. Yeah, for real. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, the, the, that's, that's, what, that's what like the beauty of these projects are. And like it's going to sound funny, but like i also use the podcast as a tool to get to know other people that i'm intrigued into yeah. meeting but it's a little creepy me going into their business and just being like hey like my name is daniel how'd you start this they'd be like what the fuck who are you like oh, i've been seeing you every day on social media and <laughs> yeah. like how'd you start is it is it your parents or is it you then that's kind of weird but if you're like hey like i have a podcast like come to this platform and let's talk it's more genuine and it's like oh like they're 
they're inviting me to their space and then once we upload this like i'm gonna be uh introduced to their community and it's pretty cool like because it's a win-win you know like if it's if if it's like a success in in the episode um but like for example at Grinch Menenia, someone mm-hmm. i followed for several years who loves to do memes and i enjoy watching memes and having yeah. fun with them <laughs> like once i sent him a message and i knew that he went up to like hundred and ten thousand followers mm-hmm. and i think his account got banned because he his his comedy is very dark <laughs> yeah. and you know instagram is just very limiting nowadays yeah. uh his account got canceled and he has to start Engineer two, and uh, right now he has like I think, I think like twenty thousand or I forget how many followers. Um, but yeah, I send him I, every time I saw a meme or some story, I would send him a message and he would respond, and I'd be oh that's cool, you know he he actually interacts with his audience. And then I started the podcast, and I'm like I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna shoot my shot. Like hey, you want to come to the podcast? He's like dude, of course I love talking. And I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And then I had him in front of me, and I was just like that's why i love doing like this creative hobby as you were mentioning like i i truly passionate about it i have in front of me and i recorded the audio and that audio got fucked Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i sent him a message and he's like dude that episode wasn't wasn't meant to happen let's do another one i'm like oh dude like if it was a fucking influencer who has 200 2 million followers and traveled from all the way from mexico city and i told him that he wouldn't have come back you know but oh, yeah thankfully he lives in tijuana and he's super down to earth and i'm mm-hmm. like thank you dude and it's, that's 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 why i really enjoy you know like the being genuine and being authentic and you can really tell by that conversation you know yeah no most definitely 100 percent um but we're gonna start wrapping things up a little bit right now yeah man. um we might have to have a part two to you <laughs> later on because it some... has half 10 parts yeah fuck yes there all some... my parts there touch some... me there was some... <laughs> <laughs> pause oh shit <laughs> what's going on hey, yo, <laughs> dark time dark hours or... ah, but uh hours. there there's definitely some questions and stuff that I, I really do want people to like know more about you and stuff like that yeah dude we you can do all, another part definitely ultimately what i really wanted to do bring light to you like you and your story obviously you know you, you work within the community and now yeah you have your podcast um obviously there's more to that than just that i it's always never enough, it's never enough time yeah <laughs> never enough time I, I don't think you guys understand how fast these podcasts go yeah it's like next I love thing, yeah we i mean we started at fucking seven next now it's 11 p.m <laughs> you know it's fucking crazy yeah, um yeah. so but before we end uh i always like to ask our special guests these these two questions is um if you could have a conversation with your younger you at what age would you go back and what would you say and why? Fuck, dude. Um, I think I will go to when I was um, like 18 mm-hmm. because that was my first year into college. And my goal was to, you know, major in film. Yeah. And that first year I wasn't able to get into any of the intro classes because obviously seniority that you're a junior and senior you would get into those classes so you can get yeah you know those credits going for your major (laughs) dude i was so overwhelmed you know i was just like because the first class i took related to film i applied for film in the 70s Mm -hmm. but it didn't show the topic once like a week before you get enrolled or once it starts they send you the curriculum or the syllabus yeah bro it was film in the 70s porn (laughs) 
podcast. <laughs> and it was just like, what? Like films in the 70s, like porn films in the 70s. <laughs> like legit porn. Like legit how it started. And it was in San Fernando Valley in LA. <laughs> and how it was before, you know, it was a big cinema. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, bro, like I don't want to know about, I mean, yeah, I've watched plenty of porn, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to know about it more into detail. Yeah. I want to know about the theory behind film or yeah. just like how TV started and like bigger topics mm-hmm. and just like overall, but film in the seventies porn. And I was like, fuck dude, I'll take it. Dude, we had to like watch three screenings in the whole quarter oh, fuck. and we had to sit down like in a lecture hall with like hundred people watching porn, porn. in the seventies. That's and crazy. <laughs> porn in the seventies is very different to porn now. Like yeah. it was bushy ass you didn't you didn't have bushy uh, vaginas bushy dicks you didn't have stepbrother guys no. with with <laughs> porn stashes and it was just all hairy and <laughs> and the guy like that was doing the class like hey if you don't feel comfortable you can walk out yeah but like one minute in like half of the class left so in my mind i was like dude like fuck dude like should i even major in film now that i'm taking this class or mm-hmm. like and I started to get very overwhelmed, like, and just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, because mm-hmm. it was either architecture or film. And I didn't make it to my the classes <laughs> or the the colleges that I applied for architecture. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dude, this, if this is what I'm going to do my whole life, like, fucking study porn in the 70s. Like, and I was just for like maybe, well, I want to say like three months, four months, like, thinking about my future. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, what am I telling my parents? Like, am I bringing a total class? <laughs> yeah. And then like, this is a class in UC Santa Cruz, one of the most liberal schools in yeah. the US, very open and just like about these kinds of topics. But I'm like, what am I going to do in my life? So I was, I, I started getting like very um, anxious about my future. And what I would tell that Danny, I was just going to say like, like at the end, everything's going to be okay um it was just a moment that was just you felt anxiety and it was just one of those moments that you didn't see like the light at the end of the tunnel because <laughs> i wasn't able to apply for the intro class and i took a film class it was just general and then i saw porn in the 70s and yeah. i was just it wasn't feeling it so i'm like what should i fucking do i didn't know what to do yeah so it was just like a, a very like like weird time being a freshman in college, <laughs> not knowing like what, what would be next, you know? And watching catching cou- uh, casting couches on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So in that's, university. That's, that's crazy. one of them. I mean, yeah. I have, I could, we can go on for hours and just find yeah. other spots in my. That's what I was telling as I was like, this is a podcast is going to run pretty long because Danny can talk for days. Yeah. And like, so can I. And it's going to, it's going to take a while. No. Yeah, it's going to be a big, pretty big edit. But I'll <laughs> always welcome to her for, for a second yeah. time around. It's all good conversation. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Um, and then my second question is, uh, what has been the worst and the best advice you've been given? Fuck, dude. Well, the worst advice, as I was mentioning about my accident with the half marathon was probably yolo you only live once <laughs> yeah that was like before my accident i would live like that like fuck it you know like try this try that like nothing's gonna happen to me i'm invincible like you only live once and if you die you die <laughs> kind of like drago if he dies he dies kind of vibe <laughs> but now after i came back i was reborn again yeah. i was just like nah bro like yeah, take calm yourself like yeah. calm your fucking tits you're like about to be 30 like listen to your body so 
that was that that's definitely the worst advice i i had been given mm-hmm. or i i told people and the best advice is oh sorry it's gonna be sound super cliche but live live the moment man yeah like enjoy this moment enjoy what we're doing right now like be be in the moment be present be present because dude there's so many people out there i don't know if i'm i'm very analytical guy and just Mm -hmm. love to talk to people and see their the way they act the way they move it's kind of weird but i i i admire human beings as we were talking in the Mm -hmm. beginning but dude there's people that live their whole lives and don't notice what's in front of them yeah like which is crazy like there's people that maybe didn't notice like just random example didn't notice a pole in front of their house for like decade and you pointed out like dude you see that pole that's crooked they're like fuck dude wow how'd you see that it's like dude it's right in front of you but just because you've been so like in a constant routine of life like you just don't notice those small things or small details but i'm here to tell you like admire what's in front of you yeah when it comes to family when it comes to um girlfriend boyfriend stuff when it comes to um, cousins nephews when it comes to just being with your friends like yeah. just be in the present yeah like when you see someone a homie that's on the phone and everyone's having fun time bro put the phone away man yeah. like be be here be present be yeah, present man. yeah and i think that's a consistent uh theme with a lot of our guests that yeah. we've had is is be present enjoy the process yeah especially when it comes down to passion projects entrepreneurs whatever it is that you're starting the biggest thing that we've the biggest theme that we have seen so without the these few podcasts that we have is everyone always says is enjoy the process yeah and um i think i'm pretty sure i said this last podcast i always forget where i'm at (laughs) is yeah i'm a huge office fan yeah and you know andy says it is i'm gonna have to clip this man because like andy says it perfectly it's like i i wish i was in the good old days i wish i i I wish there was a fuck now now i I fucking butchered it (laughs) i wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days before you left it okay and the way i take it is kind of what you were saying is like anxiety comes from living too much in the future yeah depression can be living too much in the past Mm -hmm. but a lot of us get so caught up in in either or yeah in either or extreme yeah that we forget to live the moment you know and it's a constant constant you know struggle for everybody it's like live this moment you know whether if you're going through a bad time live it understand it learn through it live it if you're going through a good moment same thing learn from it yeah because everything's a lesson but if you you have to embrace life you have to embrace what you're going through grow don't be afraid of growth you know and like you just said it's like embrace what you're going through whether it's a heartache whether it's a bad moment whether you're broke whether you're rich yeah whatever moment you're going through love life yeah you know and there was just oh sorry yeah no because like um, what you were saying sorry i didn't mean to cut you off again yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But what you were going through like what you were saying through your accident yeah life is precious and life can be taken away from you an instant yeah you never know when your time is 
when your winning time is up. Yeah. You know, and I think my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from everything that I've lived through in my own life is like enjoy every moment, live life to the fullest, do what you love because you never know when that last moment is going to be. Exactly. And, you know, no re- no regrets. <laughs> yeah, no. But and, yeah. And the like I I I always see this cartoon, it's like a donut. Mhm. And it's like a little cartoon with little eyes and it just says like let emotions flow through mm-hmm. but don't attach to an emotion because yeah. you can attach to happiness but you can't be happy all the time you can attach to sadness but if you attach to sadness all the time that's no good it's not good it's not healthy yeah if you attach to anger and anger itself but not none other emotions it's gonna sabotage self-sabotage you for a long time so yeah just like let them through like just let it happen and then sooner another emotion will come and you just gotta say like enjoy the moment and yeah and you gotta let things you know flow i think uh, exactly. I, re- I read this a long time ago and, and it's always stuck with me i think i read it in high school um is like you tienes que ser como el agua you gotta be like water yeah. you gotta mold like yourself to, you gotta mold yourself to, to your surrounding and just let things flow don't let anything be an obstacle and if something's in your way you got to move around it move past it because it's only an obstacle it's not stopping your flow you know and that's something i read when i was like 18 19 and it stuck with me my whole life yeah you know be like water just let shit flow you know (laughs) yeah and yeah you and gotta you gotta let your floor or else it'll stink the whole bathroom. Yeah, you know? exactly. Come <laughs> <laughs> on up. Yeah, it has to go down there. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Bruce Bruce Lee also says that man in in one of his quotes like yeah, it might have been be, him. Like, I, don't, like, I don't remember. Yeah, they be like water. Yeah, <laughs> like flow with it, and you can like water. You can go through through hills. You could go through like holes, mm-hmm. and it shapes within within it molds to whatever's what it, yeah. going through in in front of it like just be like it let it flow or like, yeah I you know, you know and, and it might have been him from where uh, where i read it from i honestly can't remember off the top of my head because it yeah. was just so long ago but it, yeah it really was it was just like you have to be like water just let it flow yeah, but um danny thank you so much for being here today yeah man, definitely gonna have a follow-up part two pleasure man um on the weekend we can go a little bit longer hell yeah that's, <laughs> that's what she said uh, <laughs> <laughs> let the people know where they can find you bro find me in tijuana you can find me in san diego so like that's why i'm working nah i'm just kidding <laughs> um yeah you could just find me on instagram at e l l border kid all together um and tiktok i'm l underscore border kid youtube facebook board kid and yeah man yeah and we'll definitely have all those links posted uh we're always gonna tag you on everything um but i appreciate you for coming in today thank you again like i said in the beginning of the podcast for understanding that rescheduling no no man thank you for inviting me again yeah no of course and thank you so much uh for spending time with us today everyone who listened thank you for inviting us into your homes into your cars into your airpods whatever (laughs) it is that you are listening to us uh i hope you enjoyed today's episode hell yeah man um so just like always you can follow us on facebook instagram tiktok at viva con huevos um can i say one more thing of course bro um hopefully i invite you guys next time around include you two guys 
and definitely have more spotlight on his zoos. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know yeah, that yeah. he's he works in the in the audio and yeah. and the video and stuff. But Eric, I know, Eric, like yeah. the way he he has, his looks throughout the whole conversation. Yeah, Jesus, like we can Jesus take, always has a lot to say. I just feel like he holds back. Yep, exactly. And, so and and I love Jesus. But yeah. I know he always tries to give me my spotlight when For it next. comes to the Vivo con Huevos podcast. Um, it's actually something funny. I, I, it's, I like that you mentioned that yeah. uh, the podcast with Anna. Uh -huh. I think that's the podcast that you said the least in. Is it? Yeah. Uh, and my dad was like, he was listening to the podcast, and he's like, "Why the fuck doesn't Jesus talk?" <laughs> I'm just here to comment. Yeah. Man. yeah. Well, but, yeah, uh, man. The next time you guys are in my platform, I'm gonna put um, Mario on mute. Yeah. <laughs> and just listen to what that, I say. That's what everybody says. Every podcast. And just have Jesus, man. Yeah, everyone wants to hear or just more. invite you both, but I'm like, hey, Mari, don't show up. And then <laughs> yeah. will be like, we set canceled. him up. Yeah, set him yeah. up. Uh, no, honestly, uh, my, my, my yeah, goal yeah. in life, and I always told Jesus not in life, but like with this podcast <laughs> is to have Jesus come out of his shell a little bit more. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. But we're, we're getting there slowly. Jesus has come a long way. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, four years ago, five years ago, was probably would have probably been like, fuck you, Martin. I'm not going to be an old podcast. Trust <laughs> the process. I'm, yeah. Trust the process, bro. But I'm glad. <laughs> like I said, I'm glad he's here. I'm Hell glad yeah. I started the podcast with him. Uh, also glad because of my girlfriend, too, because she, she has the Comadreando episodes uh, or segments. Um, I feel like me, myself, I would have just been born without him. I'm glad that I have him with me near. Even though he doesn't talk a lot, I feel I, I'm very glad that I have him Hell next yeah. to me because it also gives me that kind of support. That's what's up. Uh, kind of like your episodes with, with Fernie, you know, yeah. it's, it's a whole different vibe when he's with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you guys bounce ideas off each other. You guys, it, it's graceful because you guys are both on different spectrums of, yeah, uh, of how you guys talk and how you guys carry yourself. And I'm, I'm very grateful for Jesus. That's what homies oh, yeah. do, as, as you were mentioning. You know, they, they help you grow, and, and they'll be there no matter what. Yeah, most definitely. But um, how do we end this, Jesus? Share, like, subscribe. <laughs> Share, like, subscribe. You guys already know. And remember, live your best life. Fight your fears. At the end of the day, the only things you regret are the things that you didn't do. So, guys, vive con huevos. My name is Mario Cortez. My name is Jesus. Thank you guys so much. And do 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 Peace. Have a day. Peace. <laughs>